Welcome to Betrayal Trauma Recovery, I'm Anne. Today I have Dr. Piper Grant. She's a licensed clinical psychologist, sex therapist, and certified sex addiction therapist. She's also the founder of Numi Psychology. She specializes in working with individuals and couples on issues related to sex, intimacy, and trauma. As a CSAT and sex therapist, Dr. Piper has extensive experience working with individuals throughout their healing process from sexual betrayal. And although she's based in Los Angeles, California, Dr. Piper seeks to reach individuals and couples internationally in recovery from sex addiction and healing from sexual betrayal. I love this about Dr. Piper. She's based in Los Angeles, California, but in order to reach individuals internationally and help them recover from sex addiction and heal from sexual betrayal, she hosts retreats in Bali for women who have experienced sexual betrayal trauma and couples in recovery from sex addiction. That sounds fantastic. And they are the only only retreats hosted in Bali that are tailored to help couples and partners on issues related to sexual betrayal that are facilitated by a psychologist and a CSAT. Welcome, Piper. We're so happy to have you here. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here today. We're going to talk today about women's intuition and getting in touch with ourselves and reconnecting to ourselves after betrayal or even in the midst of it in order to figure out what we need to do. So I'm not going to call you Dr. Grant today. I'm going to call you Piper because That's I love the name Piper. <laughs> and what is gut instinct and why is it so important for a woman? I think it's such a gift as women that we have this gut instinct, this innate ability to have these signals throughout our life. And what it really is, is our first warning signal about something, both negative and positive. So I say both negative and positive because you can have somebody say something along the lines of, oh, I just knew that was the right decision for me, or I just knew, you know, that's what I needed to do. And, or especially when we're talking about partner recovery, we often will say something along the lines of like, I just felt like something was off, or I knew that there was something wrong or something wasn't right. And so it's, it helps us judge. It's, it's a warning signal. The thing that is kind of interesting about our gut instinct and the way that it works is it works on an unconscious process. So it's something that we aren't even always aware of going on. What happens is our conscious brain is looking at things and we're making sense of them, but our unconscious brain is working almost like a jigsaw puzzle, let's say, and it's putting pieces together. And when pieces don't fit together, it's like, oop. Something's off, something's wrong, something's different here. And so it sends a warning signal. There are studies that have shown what happens when something doesn't fit, basically, when those jigsaw puzzles don't fit. A neuroscientist probably right now is like dying that I'm simplifying it that easily. But um, that when the jigsaw puzzles don't fit together, there's actually a surge of dopamine in the brain. You know, when we're talking and we're like, oh, in my body, it just didn't feel right. That's actually true. There's not only a psychological process that's happening, but there's actually a physiological process that's happening as well in which your brain and your body are saying something is different here. Let's be aware of this. Again, whether it's good or bad, but let's be aware of this. A few years back in my work, I would be like, it's this innate gift that women have. And I would kind of say then, oh, well, men have it too, but women have it so much stronger. Because I did, I intrinsically feel like women, we have this gift that's given to us. And so I started looking into it because I thought, well, is it true? Do I just feel that women have it stronger than men do? But actually there's this belief that through evolution, women actually have a stronger ability to make intuitive decisions or have intuitive guides basically within them. And what it's believed is that over time, our female ancestors, because they had to both protect themselves and their children, they had to quickly evaluate a situation 
in which they had to tune into their environment, make sense of their environment, see if things were off or on. And so therefore our brains as women evolved to have a larger ability to organize chunks of this information much quicker and giving us this edge of ability to kind of read people, read situations, and quickly make decisions of is this good or is this bad for us. That quickly make decisions part, I think, is where at least I got tripped up in my betrayal trauma journey because I I remember this sense of intense dread, like Mm -hmm. someone's going to die, something really, really bad's going to happen. And I just thought, I must be crazy. Yes. I must be crazy. And I even remember telling my husband at the time, he didn't say anything, but if I could go back in time and read his mind, he might be like, yeah, okay, just like very still and she won't know what I'm doing uh-huh. right now, right? <laughs> so I think that's how betrayal trauma can rob us women of this gut instinct. Or it's not always rob, but it just can negatively impact it and sometimes hinder it for a while. And I do want to note, sometimes I, I have partners I work with and they are like, I had no idea, right? There was nothing that was off to me. So I want to put that out there because I want all women to know sometimes it's not to say that you always, there was a red flag yet in our work together. When we start going back and unpacking things, they might say, Ooh, that was a red flag. And I chose to ignore it. Or there was that little time my body was like, "Hmm, something's off. And I chose to ignore it. So betrayal trauma can really impact our relationship with our gut instinct, because what it does is it breaks our relationship with the gut instinct. And so when I am looking at betrayal trauma and I'm looking at the impact of sex addiction, there's not only a betrayal of trust by the addict, but there's actually a betrayal of trust with self. This is where it can become really complex for partner recovery, I think, sometimes, because the betrayal of trust with self is the betrayal with your gut instinct. So just like you were saying, you were like, you know, like someone was going to die or there. I think you said like there was death, right? Like you're Mm -hmm. just like, oh, like it's there. If we ignore it and we ignore it and we ignore it, how I view that is we're betraying trust with ourself. You know, we're saying like, this isn't true. This isn't happening. Now, granted, that's the impact from gaslighting. That's because being a victim of gaslighting, that's what happens. Right. Well, had he told me the truth in that moment, right? If I said something really bad's going to happen and he said, yeah, because I'm having an affair or whatever it was. I still don't know to this day what it was about. But had he told me the truth in that moment, then I would have been like, oh, I'm not crazy. But then just thinking, well, everything's normal. Why am I feeling this awful feeling, you know? And then, so you and your body, I'm going to say, are kind of in war. You and your gut instinct are a little bit in war, you know? Totally. And that's the crazy feeling. And then I think what happens, though, is because there is this betrayal kind of to self or gut instinct, and then there's a distrust in your reality. So what can be difficult then in partner recovery is that then when you're in recovery and you're trying to reestablish relationship with your gut instinct... When you're experiencing a trigger, it's and your gut instinct is kind of sending off these red flares, right? Like something's going on, something's going on. The question then is, is there an ongoing trauma that you're having this gut instinct reaction to, or is it a trigger from the past? And that's where it can be hard sometimes in recovery for reestablishing relationship with your gut instinct. Absolutely, especially when you've been lied to. Right. A million times. So now the red flags are going off and your husband's saying again, 
oh, everything's fine. You're like, well, do I believe him now or not? Where am I in this process? Here at Betrayal Trauma Recovery, we try to really help women understand the related behaviors Mm -hmm. so that you can watch what he's doing and not necessarily have to trust his words. You guys do practice what you preach just from listening to your podcast as well and knowing from clients that have worked with you guys is that, yeah, it's not just about the words, it's the actions as well. Mm -hmm. And also just how does it feel in your body as the partner as Mm -hmm. well? Does it, does it feel right or wrong? And I give this example. Sometimes I live in LA, we have bad traffic, you know, and so the spouse can come home and he's five or 10 minutes late and a partner can be like, okay, you know, he's late. It feels off schedule off pattern. And it can be hard. Is it again, am I being triggered by something that is actually happening in this present moment? Or is this a reminder of something from the past? And it's really difficult. Mm -hmm. It's really complex. It is very complex. Yeah, this recovery thing is (laughs) no fun. No fun. And it's ongoing, right? (laughs) But then then it's also fun. You know what I mean? There's these two parts of it. But it's, it's hard. It's hard work. Yeah. And it's ongoing. And it's one of these things that I think changes with the environment and people around you. It's like forever modifying and changing, it feels mm-hmm. like, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we only know where we are. I mean, I think about my recovery. I was talking with a colleague yesterday and I said, I haven't been angry at all. I've just been so sad. And finally, I'm becoming angry. And it's weird because oh. it's way late. Hmm. This anger has been welling up inside of me and I'm not really a yeller. Well. Lately, I have been a yeller, but it's just not something that's natural to me. And so finally, I thought, okay, wow, like this has got to be the trauma coming out. So I told my kids, I don't know, there's this thing inside of me right now. I'm trying to work through it and I'm really sorry. And I said, when I'm feeling it, I think I'm going to raise my hands high above my head and I'm going to clench my fists and I'm going to say, Agnes, Amos, Jehoshaphat. (laughs) And um, they were like, okay, that's funny. And so... So I, I've been doing that, like when I feel it well up and they just look at me and then they start laughing and because I think, wow, here's a new phase for me. I don't really know where I am. Like, how do I explore it? And I think that's the same with our gut instinct. It's like, okay, Uh here I am. I'm working through it. Like, I don't really know how to do this. I hope I can learn. Making an effort to explore it, I think, is the key. Yeah, because I love what you say. You're owning it and just being in the moment and not necessarily even understanding. I mean, what I'm hearing is like you're not even always understanding what's going on or what it is, but you're just like, I am going to feel it and embrace it in a like safe and effective way, right? I like right. that you play your kids like, this is what I'm going to be doing. That's what this is about. Like you said, it's just like kind of working through it and just being with it moment to moment and maybe not always making sense of it. Yeah, because I think about the women who feel in their gut that everything is fine, for Mm -hmm. example. I don't, by the way, I do not want this podcast to like freak everybody out, right? But this has happened where women have said to me, oh, like after I give a speech or something, they come up to me and they're like, that was so impactful. I'm so grateful. I'm just so glad I don't deal with this issue. Like in my heart, I trust my husband and I just love my family or whatever they say. And then I get a letter six, 12 months later they didn't know and their gut was telling them at the time that things were good you know and so that's what makes us go crazy at least with me is that I thought well I can't trust Uh my gut because I thought things were fine and they weren't and etc etc so how can a partner really reestablish trust within herself 
what you're saying is actually like a really classic thing. And that's why I said in the beginning too, is like some women will say like, I had no idea, you know, my, I didn't have those red flags or those red flares go off. And so after there's discovery, it really starts with loving kindness towards self, because I do think about this breakdown with gut instinct as a betrayal or like as a breakdown of trust of self. It just starts first with loving kindness towards self. So sometimes women, we want to be hard on ourselves. Like, why didn't I see that? Or why didn't I know? Or why did I ignore that red flag? Mm -hmm. Or whatever the list is that can be read to ourselves. And when you think about actually in relationship with somebody else, if there's been a break in trust, you have to rebuild that trust. There's a process of rebuilding that trust. And so I think about that the same thing in relationship with ourself is we need to rebuild that relationship and trust with ourself, especially if a woman is one that says, I had no idea, you know, I didn't have any red flags and this just came out of completely left field. That again, there's probably been some gaslighting going on. Mm-hmm. And especially then you're just like, whoa, where is my radar? Like what happened? So starting with loving kindness towards self and then when rebuilding the relationship with the voice within you. And I start with like little exercises. So I say, while you're showering, for instance, just integrate it into your schedule. So while you're bathing or like standing in the grocery line, check in with yourself, check in with the voice of your body. So what is your heart saying to you in that moment? What's your body saying to you in that moment? What's your mind saying? What's your experience of where you are in your environment while you're bathing? Are you noticing the soap on your body or while you're standing in line? Do you notice yourself feeling anxious to want to get out and get on with your errands? Or are you dreading something that's coming up at the end of the day? So whatever it is, start in conversation with your body. Why I say conversation is because specifically I'm looking at bringing that voice of your gut instinct of your what your body is telling you, bringing that to the surface. There's a woman, Ann Cornell, what she teaches in her practice with mindfulness is the welcoming of the feeling of whatever it is. So she says like saying hello to that feeling. So Mm. if you're feeling anxious, you say, oh, I'm feeling anxious. I say hello to that. Hello, anxiety. Yeah. Hello, anxiety. But I think this is so important because especially when we're talking about gaslighting or a breakdown in gut instinct, what's happened is your reality has been denied. Right. So if you are feeling anxious and you're like, oh, I'm not anxious, I'm not, you know, like just with yourself, like, oh, I'm not anxious or like, nope, get past that. Like I would say like, Piper, you're not anxious, get over it. I'm actually denying that I'm actually feeling anxiety at that time. And so instead, if I'm like, okay, I'm feeling anxious, hello, anxiety. Or even if you don't know the feeling, I'm feeling some feelings, hello, feelings. Mm -hmm. I am actually validating my body and my mind and my, my spirit, your whole being, that you're experiencing that in that moment. And that actually is little moments of reestablishing trust with your mind and your body and your gut instinct. And then start to, I, I'm going to say test yourself, but I hate the word test because I think I have negative connotations with the word test, but just little things like, oh, you know, take a walk to the right rather than going left today. And if you walk right instead of left, Notice, does it work out okay for you? Is everything work out fine? And if it does, like tell yourself, okay, I'm listening to my inner voice. I'm listening to my inner guides. And those are little things because then when we get to the big things where you're like, nope, something's off here, you're able to say, okay, I've already reestablished trust with my inner voice. I know that my inner voice has guided me before for little things. I can trust it now. I can follow it. It's starting with 
loving kindness towards self, rebuilding relationship with that voice, welcoming whatever feelings that you're having, actually not denying your own reality within yourself, and then moving forward with little tests of that gut instinct. I like that. Why is it so important to like acknowledge this and work toward it? Why do women need to reestablish trust with themselves rather than just being like, okay, from now on, I'm just going to pick the most logical thing or I'm going to ask my best friend or I've got to make a therapy appointment every 10 minutes or whatever. Doesn't you know? it feel easier though to just be like, Can someone just else tell me what's the right thing to do, right? <laughs> the truth is because as we were talking about in the beginning, it's a guide. It's, it's our, it's, it's this innate gift that we have. And if we're talking about whole recovery, that is a piece of us. And how I always look at it is that as a partner, we've had a betrayal and trust, whether or not you're staying in relationship with the addict, you're still going to hopefully have other relationships in your life. That should be part of recovery. And I don't mean, I mean intimate in terms of it doesn't have to be sexual. I'm talking about friends, family, you know, whatever that might be an intimate relationship in order to have trust in others. We need to have a trust in ourselves that we are actually choosing good relationships for ourselves and making good decisions. So that's what that gut instinct is about is reestablishing trust with self so that we know that we're moving forward with decisions that are in alignment with ourselves. So even if things go awry again, we can say, you know what, but I know that I made the best decision for myself in that moment. It also helps with rebuilding feelings of self-worth. So often after discovery, what we can see is that feeling of the ramifications of gaslighting um, and a victim of gaslighting. There can be low feelings of self-worth possibly or confidence or trust in self. And so what it does is it helps rebuild feelings of self-worth and confidence in self. Then it allows you to actually be free of maybe needing to call your therapist every 10 minutes or always <laughs> rely on your friends. <laughs> so true. You know, Thinking of the question, is it really possible to trust yourself again after sexual betrayal and the trauma? For me personally, the jury is still out on this one. I don't know. Like, I'm still working through this. It's almost like I have to see if the things that I choose end up being good for me. And that takes time. And so I'm just kind of like, uh. Yes my life before when I met my husband. I just thought he was amazing and he was fantastic. And I told everyone how great he was and how happy I was. And then we got married and, you know, things weren't like that. And now I think if I met someone, I'd be like, I'm getting married. Um, I'm not sure how it's going to go. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? I think mm -hmm. I'd like hedge all my bets. I think I'd be like, he seems really great. And, but... uh, and all of these things seem to be working, but I don't know if I can trust myself. Mm -hmm. The jury just still is out on me. I don't know how I would know. Okay, I really can trust myself again. Literally until maybe I got married and 60 years later. 60 years later, I'd be like, <laughs> yes, that was the right thing to do. You know what I mean? Like, I just don't, I don't know how I can, it's. I, it feels like I can only trust myself in hindsight now instead of trusting myself in the future. I don't know. I love I'm what you're saying, though. Sense. I'm literally jumping out of my chair on the other side here because this is always what makes it difficult. And I say, well, look at the small decisions. Every single day you are probably making decisions, whether it be for your children or yourself or in work or whatever. It starts with actually the little things because then, as you said, like, what is the limit? If you're to get remarried, is it after... 10 years, you say it's okay. 30 years, that was a good decision. Right. You know, you could hit 30 years and be like, 
mm, nope, still, I don't know. Like we, you know, <laughs> I know. And, so, and I think this is where too, it becomes so complex is that like, what is the end goal? How do we really grasp it? I always say, let's come down. Let's look at, at the present. That's why I mentioned the example of walking. I know yeah. it sounds so little, but it starts with those little things. Again, just every single day you make a decision, give yourself a pat on the back, be like, you know what? That was a good decision. I followed myself on that decision. Like I should have gotten those Oreos for myself. I don't know. I just like, that's the funny. Example, yes, but, you should have. Um, I agree. Because <laughs> I hear what you're saying. And I think that's the difficult thing. How do we define when yes. have I reestablished trust with myself? And I think we need to be kinder to ourselves yeah. and look at the little successes and know that, yeah, we're not ever going to know the future, but we also need to give ourselves the little successes. Mm -hmm. I think there's one other issue and it could be that you are making the right decision. You are doing the right thing for you. And maybe something else happens. Someone else makes a different choice. Someone else does something here or there. And then it doesn't go the way that you wanted or the way that you planned that doesn't necessarily mean that you didn't do the right thing for you just because someone I, else chose something else. Those things are part of why I think I struggle a little bit because I thought, well, this was supposed to turn out well for me and it didn't. But the reason why it didn't turn out well wasn't necessarily because of my decision. It was maybe because of someone else's choices. Right. And so you made the best decision for right. yourself. Right. And that is a gift, though, that you can give to yourself and help remind yourself that that's, I think, where it starts. Trusting, though, and knowing that you made the best decision, not just you, but any of us, you know, made the best decision for ourselves in that moment with what we had. Piper, you are delightful. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. Thank you. This is a pleasure. I'm so happy to. Yeah, we'll have to have you on again talking about some other fun topic like masturbation or something <laughs> sexuality. or you can come visit me in bali and we can do a podcast from bali <laughs> oh that would be awesome piper's site is numi n-u-m-i psychology.com as always if this podcast was helpful to you please rate it on itunes each rating improves our visibility on search engines and helps women who are isolated find us. Also, if you're interested in scheduling a support call or joining one of our support groups, go to btr.org. You can look at our services page, which has all of our different support groups and services, or to schedule a support call or join a support group, go to schedule and join. And until next week, stay safe out there.